Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book. And in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. You are listening to the new man beyond the macho jerk and the new age wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lemire. With so much uncertainty right now, how do you deal with the uncomfortable feelings that arise? What if it actually all came crashing down? And what could possibly exist on the other side of your worst nightmare? Our brains are constantly scanning for threats, most of which never come true. But this constant worrying can kill the enjoyment of our short time to be alive. Today, I'm sharing a recent group coaching call where instead of running away from these scary feelings, we chose to do something else instead. Okay, let's put a little context around this. Many of us are facing great uncertainty, uncertainty about our sense of comfort, our finances, or quite possibly even our mortality. Anxiety feeds off of this uncertainty. And many times we feel such intense fear and then we do whatever we can to just find relief. Sometimes we try to get busy or we find a distraction or we get pissed off and we point fingers. There's tons of ways that we choose to avoid this terrible feeling. That said, we rarely get curious. We rarely drill down to reveal the monster hiding under the bed. That big, awful, terrible scenario that's killing our peace of mind. So today, I invite you to join myself and the guys on this group call as we choose to shine a light on the monster under the bed. What does this mean? Right now, take a minute and list all of the things you're trying to avoid. What's your worst case scenario? Obviously, mortal death and losing our loved ones is the big one. But for most of us, we're also afraid of living in discomfort or without a sense of security. We're afraid to be humiliated hated and cast out by the ones we love. Now, no matter what comes up for you, just write it all down. This is the stuff that may not actually kill you, but would feel like death to your fear-based brain. I did this exercise with the guys on this group call. I asked each of them to clarify what they imagine would actually happen if the shit hit the fan. And their big fears? The money would drive up. They'd have to move into a terrible living situation. They'd have to take a soul-crushing job just to keep the lights on. 
they'd have to move back in with their parents. And beyond that, they'd feel like a failure as a husband, a father, and a man. They'd feel humiliated or castrated. One of my coaches, Phil Stutz, says that only the dead survive. But what does that mean? We can get a glimpse when we stop running away from our fears and turn to look them straight in the eye. What happens when we allow ourselves to be destroyed by the monster in our head? Let's find out. So, let's go there. Take a minute. Each of you, get comfortable and close your eyes. And then imagine that scenario, the thing you really don't want to have happen. And I want you to imagine it so vividly that you feel it. You're a failure. Money's dried up. You've got to slave away, kiss an ass. Yes, sir. Whatever you say, sir. Your family's disappointed in you. You've let them down. People around you are disappointed. You've completely let them down. They've written you off. Feel all of that. Like, just go there. Feel it. Feel it all come crashing down. Everything. You're living in the back room of somebody's shed. Put your hand on your body where you can feel that. If there's a location, see if you can actually feel that in your body. Turn that blade even sharper. I want to just, come on. Bring it out. You, you think you can't take anymore. Just keep going. It just keeps piling on. And now see yourself dead on the floor, on the ground. This has just completely trashed you. It's obliterated you. You were lifeless. Your body's not even worthy for feral dogs to eat. They piss on you. See yourself there. And now what happens? Is that it? Is that the end? You burned it to the ground? at the end what wants to happen from here what do you notice you just go does that mean is that it is that the, the game's over is it 
what happens? What do you notice? What naturally wants to happen? For me, rebirth, like, it's like, all right, well, that's, that's rock. You know, that's the bottom. Like there's nothing to lose. There's like a fight. What else? What else happens for each of you? It might be different. What do you notice? Like you, you, there's, you've been pummeled. It's over. The game is done. What, what happens then? What do you notice? Yeah. So I, I was saying, I, was, I found myself trying to make amends for all the things I did to alienate, alienate people from me. Well, it's too late. You're not dead yet. You're still trying to make it work. Go die. You're still, okay. <laughs> I'm hanging you're on. Yeah. You're still, you're still, you're not, you're not, you're, they're, they're fucked. Like everything that you've been trying to amend is, <laughs> you, you haven't really, you haven't done a good enough job pissing it away yet. <laughs> You don't understand the finality. Uh, who else? Who else notices something? Burn to the ground. What do you know? At the bottom, for me, there might be a, a little bit of relief. That's what it is. Uh, it's just like, all right, it can't really get much worse. So let's, you know, let's record that up. Huh. I think it's a little harder when you have and you feel like you have to protect it. What else? Who else? What do you notice? I, just the, for me, just the, the, the urge to just get up, like just get up and just, I don't know, get out of that, you know, go wash the dog piss off me and get up. Feels relieving to be through the other side of that, but also to get back up and, uh, and, you know, rebuild. Did anybody have to tell you to get up? No. It's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. It's just naturally, it's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's get going. What's it like knowing that that's in you? That there's that, went out there my driveway and like cleared the fucking weeds that want to grow out of the fucking concrete, man. Like that little fucking force constantly constantly just wanting to like just knowing that that's in you even when you're not in the mood oh here's concrete i'm just gonna i'm just staying with it i don't have to be told i don't have to read somebody's instagram or read a motivational quote it's just this is you this is who you really are like it just does this whether you're in the mood or not. What if you knew that that was you? Not your, oh, what will they think of me? (laughs) Right? Like, that's true too, but the underneath all of that. What if you remembered that? We get up. Even when our fear says it's all gone, even when our fear says, it's obliterated. Even when we think it's the end, that's the, but you can just see that's what fear believes. That's what, that's what it means to be hijacked. Right? Like just watch it. How like fear wants to paint this picture. And then look at this force. That's just like, Oh, wow. This is really bad. And I get up. For me, sure, that's part of what makes it so bad is that I know it's not that bad. And so then the judgment comes in to kick, you know, to take a piss on me while I'm down. 
And he's like, you candy ass fucker. Like, you got it so good. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. this isn't rock bottom, you bitch. <laughs> and I'm like, I, you're right. God damn it. <laughs> Such a pussy. So even that dance is just, it's all theater. Yeah. This is why we meditate is so that you can see that it's theater and it's mm. not reality. When you learn to see it, like there it is. Like when you sit 20 minutes a day and watch the theater play out, you start to be like, mm. that movie is always playing. There's this guy over here, poor me, poor me. And then another guy over here, you pussy, you pussy. And poor me, poor me. Like that's just, that's the channel. Mm. That's just what the TV, that's just always playing that show. Mm. And 24, 23.5 hours a day, you are in the show. You, you were convinced that that's reality. But expecting that show to change, that's the, instead of like, okay, there's that show. That show is just what's on. Mm-hmm. So when you show up and you tell me about the show you've been watching this week, it's like, yeah, okay, now what? Right? What's beyond that? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, like it's just there's that dynamic. What are you taking away from this? The thing we're so we're working so hard on. I don't want us to go down that road, but what are you taking away from this thing that feels like so much is at stake? Lots at stake. Um, for me, ultimately, uh, one that I'll be all right, and two, I do know I have that gear and I have a lot of resilience. But I just hate that I have to let it get to that point. What else? Anybody else? What are you taking away? Yeah, I'd second that. Just yeah, that, that resilience. Yeah, I wish. Yeah, it'd be nice if that were a little bit more consistent. Yeah. I wish it were the initial reaction when, when, when troubles came my way. I, think, I wish that was the thing that fired up, not the, not the channel, as you say. Like, not this again. Just the fucking... Just a hard hat. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it, most of it's all story we create, right, due to fear base, and that we can really, you know, when we can... When you have the presence of mind to sit down a day, screw it, and be like, what is reality, what isn't, you can put yourself into a lot more creative position. Yeah, because, like, even now that I had my little rant this morning and I've been on this call with you guys, there's a lot of... been a lot of shift... You know, just keep working through it. So I can hear that. I can hear that. Here's the, our desire, which is I just, I want to, I want to live my life without the fear. Like, how do we turn off that channel? How do we, how do we not get eclipsed? How do we like, like if I could just get rid of this part, it would be right. What if that's, this is the gig we get hijacked. And then whether it's two minutes or two days or two weeks later, we go, oh, fuck, I've been hijacked. Pivot. What do I want to do? How do I want to respond? There will be days where we need to just have our rant the other morning. Like there's just tension in our bodies. We are emotional creatures. Doesn't mean we need to be unskillful or we need to hurt other people or anything like that. But it's just it's, it's that part of us where we, it's like, I want to feel whole and complete but I really hate this part of me. Let me cut this off. It's, it's all we're, here we are again. It's like, I, I want to live my life, but without my fear, right? I want to live it without this stuff. 
and say, well, what if this is the reality? This is part of it. So instead of waiting until it goes away and I just don't want to always have my hard hat on or whatever, it's like, this is it. This is the game. So how long, what can we do? This is why we do our fundamentals. This is why we have our, the things that we do. We don't wait to do that stuff is because it, it allows us to not be hijacked as long. Not that it goes away forever. I think that was one of my biggest wins this week is there was several opportunities where I just kind of like loosened my grip. You know what I mean? Like let go control a little bit. And it's like, I started to kind of sit back a little bit. And it, it reminds me of like back in the day when I used to do like street racing and rally racing and stuff like that. Like if your hands were tight on the wheel, like you couldn't move really, you know, like, not that you can't drive like that. You got to, it's weird. You're on this, you know, flying through the air and everything, but like, you got to loosen your grip and then you have a lot more control. And, uh, that was a big, it was like a big epiphany. There's a number of things like that where I just kind of was like, what if I don't try to control it? And it's been, I've been reflecting on that. Like, I wonder where else I can do that. And that sounds a little bit like just like surrendering to like what is instead of like trying to force like what should it be, you know? Even like I'm like I should be doing like some CrossFit crazy ass workout, but I really just enjoy my long walks and you know my yoga and body weight exercises. Like I, maybe I don't need to go throw tractor tires around. Like maybe I'll never be that guy. Is that okay? I think it is. <laughs> Good. That's way more inspiring to me than you being like, I'm going to be somebody I'm not. Yeah. That's the, the paradox of it is that we go from white knuckling everything to relaxing a bit. And we actually find that we've got, we're better able to respond. Mm-hmm. What happens when we realize, Hey, there's stuff at stake here, but I'll be okay. I'll figure it out. We get more resourceful. We start to see things. There's a great book called uh, How to Change Your Mind. It's about psychedelics. Well, if you understand what happens with the default mode network when we're scared is it actually locks down. We, ha- we have less access to parts of our brain for problem solving when we're scared. Psychedelics dissolve those, that rigidity so that, and then suddenly we're able to access different parts of our brain. Well, you don't need to take psychedelics in order to just understand that what happens when we're in a fear-based place is we don't have access to our creativity and our problem-solving ability, our ability to find patterns and opportunities. Fear is not going to go away, but our relationship to fear can change. So when you guys show up on here and you got whatever drama of the week, listen, see if you can support one another. It's like, do I get hijacked and I go with my, my buddy's fear here and his story, or do I see the part of him that's resourceful the guy that will get back up even when he's been burned up and pissed on because the rest of the world is is in on the hijack that we're all fucked. What's it like to be in a group of men that know that even when you're burned up and pissed on, you're going to get back up and you don't need a fucking inspirational quote to do it. You just, it's just natural. Hmm. You are the descendants of creatures that crawled out of the fucking mud. (laughs) You made it this far. <laughs> Don't forget it. 
If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.